Entrepreneur on Fire 711. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Looking for a software developer that can take your project to the next level? TopTal connects you with the best developers all over the world. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Behind fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Daniel Fagella. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? You know it, my man. I'm souped <laughs> yes. up. Dan went from underdog Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion to extremely profitable online martial arts business and a following of over 25,000 subscribers. After selling his first business at age 25, Dan started CLV Boost, where he drives revenue with email marketing strategies for business owners and startups around the world. Dan, I shared a little bit about your biz, but give us some more insights. Give us some personal stuff and they're going to dive on in. I had a little bit of a juxtaposed path into business, um, maybe like yourself, kind of aimed to pursue my own passions and find a way to, to do something that really meant something to me and, and that I'd really love. And so I started off with fighting. I was going to University of Pennsylvania studying human potential and, and uh, skill development. And uh, I was like, well, I could pay for grad school with a job or I could just like go around doing jujitsu all the time. <laughs> and uh, I decided that would be a good idea. And we, you know, I grew that business in a really small town. And the only way I grew it was with really tight email marketing because there was a very small population. So we had to make the most of every lead. And then, um, yeah, and then turned that into an e-commerce business, grew that quite a bit, and then started uh, applying those same email strategies all over the place. So juxtaposed path indeed. Love that. And Dan, you know Entrepreneur on Fire. Most of Fire Nation knows Entrepreneur on Fire. We are going to be really diving into your journey as an entrepreneur, telling some really cool stories. But before we dive into all that stuff, we always start with a success quote. So Dan, take it away. All right, my man. This is, uh, this is from our, our good friend, the Concord Sage. Um, <laughs> I, I, could, I could say many a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, but I, I happen to like this one the most from, uh, from Self-Reliance. It's, it's up there among my favorites. It is, there is at this moment for you an utterance brave and grand as the colossal chisel of Phidias or the trowel of the Egyptians or the pen of Moses or Dante, but different from all these. And uh, from, for me, I happen to, to draw a lot of inspiration from the, from the poetic. I think it speaks to something a little bit higher than us. I think it helps shake us out of bed in the morning. And, and that's a great one uh, from Ralph. So just like you, I love Ralph Waldo Emerson. I use him very freely in my new seven-day-a-week podcast, Quotes on Fire, Dan. But what I'd like you, my guest, to really do is kind of break it down in layman's terms. Like really share with Fire Nation right now, like why does this quote like just shake your core. What does this quote really mean to you as an entrepreneur in 2014? There's so much about Ralph that's timeless as one of arguably the most timeless uh, American uh, writers or authors in general. Um, I I think for for me, John, you know, my goals and aspirations ultimately are, are relatively grand in the domain of where technology and psychology intersect and brain machine interface and investment and, and uh, politics and some, some, some uh, aspirations that, that uh, 
I'm, I'm involved in it at present. And for me, I think that if you want to wring as much out of yourself as possible, you have to believe that you're, you, you can't do that without wringing yourself out towards something wondrous and grand. I think that the Bill Gateses of the world, that the, the Abe Lincolns of the world had more and more reasons uh, to succeed. And they were working towards a picture that was brighter. It was bigger. It was more wondrous. And maybe the opposite of it was more horrifying uh, than the folks that didn't put in as much and the folks that weren't as successful. And so I think that that idealistic, that, that attachment to what is beyond our present reference points of who we think works hard, of who we think is eminent around us, because uh, very few of us know anybody at the degree of eminence of Moses or Dante or Phidias or any of these people that are now safely in their shroud of real ideals of hard work and real I- ideals of the exemplification of specific virtues, that that, that is something so inspiring and so shaking um, that, that I think it's, it's possible to wring more out of ourselves than our peers um, if we're able to attach ourselves beyond our present state and into true ideals. Well, Fire Nation, when I jumped on this call with Dan, right at the beginning, he said, John, I am going to match you energy for energy, passion for passion, word for word. And as you can tell, he is doing that and more. He is holding up his end of the bargain. And Dan, for that, I thank you. And now what I'm going to do is really kind of pass the reins over to you on this interview. I told you that I was going to be the captain of the ship, but you was my first mate. You know, sometimes you got to take the wheel, you know, And, and, and that's where we're at right now. And what I want you to do, Dan, is to share with Fire Nation a story, and a story specifically right now of a time that you failed, of a time that you fell flat in your face figuratively, or hey, in jujitsu, maybe literally as well, who knows? But Dan, I want you to tell me that story. I want you to take us, Fire Nation, there, and then break down the lessons you learned. I was in a really small town in my, my martial arts academy, and it was a big moment for us to be able to expand. So we were at about 2,000 square feet and we expanded out to maybe 4,500 square in this little town of 8,000 people. Um, you know, I'd saved up a lot of money and, um, and looking back on it, maybe it was a little bit unruly to try to expand out that quickly so fast, but we were still filling up the spaces. It was still working. We're, we're still growing um, but we actually ended up having a roof collapse in the martial arts gym. So luckily it wasn't, you know, gargantuan, like the entire building fell down, but the building is really old and the roof was flat. And we had, uh, I don't know, two feet of snow in this particular winter. And then it rained and a whole bunch of the beams in the ceiling actually cracked Ugh. and slush and water and just, you know, sawdust from 1820 where, you know, this is an old mill building in Rhode Island. This is ancient. And uh, it all just came pouring down the gym and all these mats. I just spent, I mean, I, I basically took what was the equivalent of my, I just got out of, you know, Ivy League grad school, you know, by doing jujitsu, which, which means, you know, I had no black Lamborghini yet. Right. <laughs> and uh, I took all that, that money and, and put it into this expansion, into new walls. I mean, we put up these walls. I was there with my, with my father hammering the two by fours together, uh, putting the, putting the, the drywall up in the war, uh, up on the walls with, with my friends and, and painting it and, and, and the whole, the whole nine yards, fresh carpet, everything. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't three and a half or four months later. Or so when, uh, you know, the majority of that was sort of kicked all the way back and, you know, the carpets were all stained and there was mold behind pretty much everything that was plaster. And, uh, we had to rip up every single one of the new mats that I put down in, in the new room that we expanded into as well as, uh, as a lot in the old room. And, uh, and that, you know, th- that for me was one of the grandest setbacks because it was so much of my 
life's investment and, and such a such a, a a knockback from what I previously thought was a big extension for me. So in terms of business failures, you know, that's not catastrophic. I don't I don't consider myself a sufferer, right? I, I think that there's you know if you're if you're a reader of Emerson, you know that there's people that have uh, you know they've crossed the desert and had to drink their horse's blood and you'll kill people with their bare hands and all that. <laughs> and and I, I consider uh, good reference points to what suffering actually is to be sort of actually directly correlative to, to virtue in some respect. And so I, I try to do that. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I at least try. So I don't consider myself a sufferer, but that was, uh, you know, at least at that point, that was, that, was a, that was a dip. That was a dip for sure. Absolutely. And that's the thing about the entrepreneurial journey, Dan, is that we experience these dips, you know, sometimes fairly often. And it's, it's what we learn from those dips. It's how we react to those dips. It's how we persevere through those dips that really define us as entrepreneurs. And I can totally see why you read Ralph Waldo because that guy, I mean, whew, you know, he really can speak to the core when you're at that moment of pain and agony and be like, wait a second. Okay. That's actual pain and agony. What I'm going through right now. I mean, I still have a roof over my head, you know, that I live at at home. I still have food in my plate. I still have, you know, this world around me that is, is pretty self-sufficient. So yeah. it's, it's all about perspective sometimes. And that's kind of what I really took out of that failure story, Dan, is that you were able to maintain perspective and fire nation how critical it is to maintain perspective during your journey cannot be understated you need fire nation to at all times remain perspective and just realize hey yeah this sucks yeah this is bad right now yeah i'm not rocking and rolling and crushing things but you know what life isn't that bad. Things could be a whole heck of a lot worse. And, and Dan, that's what I pulled out, but I want you to break it down to Fire Nation into one thing, one takeaway that we can absorb right now and really make part of our entrepreneurial journey. There's another little Ralph quote that'll put it well, which is, to read Plutarch is to disdain of air to brag or wine again, or something along those lines, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually made that up. I, that, was, that was my own poem. <laughs> no, that's Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that's my own poem. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think Ralph refers to Plutarch a lot, right? And it refers to historical figures. And I think that, you know, again, it was, it was just, you know, for me, uh, if, there's, if there's any lesson in terms of perseverance, I think that the most important ones are the ones of perspective that you had pointed out. And, and I think that, you know, what it forced me to do that I think any other entrepreneur would do, John, to be frank, is it forced me to assess, you know, precisely how I could hone down all of my expenses and, 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 per, and, and potentially how to build things up in a way that would be a little bit leaner off the bat. You know, in other words, what, what could I take maybe more into my hands? How could we, you know, I was forced to ask myself, you know, uh, how could we sort of slim down hours of instructors and, and whatever else and still be able to hold the roof over my head? And luckily enough, that forced us more into kind of systemization mode. And I think that any big setback like that, if taken properly, will force you to kind of hunker into what still is strong and what you can build up stronger. And, you know, I, I can't say, uh, you know, I can't say enjoy the entire experience, but I can say that at the end of the day, um, it, it got me to, to become more regimented in some important ways that I think ultimately were good for the business. And that anybody that goes through a, a similar setback, whether it be an, an act of God like that or not, um, we'll probably be able to do the same. 
Dan, I think one of the most important things entrepreneurs can do, especially at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, is extend that runway out as long as possible. You know, we always think, okay, I have a year and a half's worth of savings, so I can spend X number of dollars per month and still make it for that 18 months before I need to start generating revenue. Well, guess what? Things start to happen. You know, roofs cave in, you know, unexpected expenses come up, and that runway gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So whatever you've planned on, number one, your expenses is lasting a certain number of months, um, subtract that by about half. And then number two, however long you think it's going to take until you get revenue, um, multiply that by two because it's probably going to take twice as long. And you know what? It might not. But the reality is you as an entrepreneur need to stay in the game. You need to have your runway as long as possible so that when you do have setbacks, when you do have unexpected expenses and failures happen, you have a little bit of a buffer in there. And Dan... We've learned a lot from that snowy, snowy day in Rhode Island way back in the day. But what I want to do now is go to another story. And that story is this Dan aha moment. This time that you had a light bulb that went off and you just said, wow, this is something that I can run with. So Dan, take us to that moment in time. And you know, just like I was picturing those beams cracking and the sawdust just kind of <laughs> sprinkling down onto the yeah. floor, I want you to paint that same picture with this aha moment and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn this moment into success. I like the painting analogy, John, and I'll try as, <laughs> as I tr- I'll try my damnedest to do just that. Yes. Um, so, so uh, a, a really big aha for me, and, and I, I hope to have some significantly grander versions of this as as uh, you know, if we're able to stay in touch here. But for for me, in terms of marketing, um, again, I was in in a really small town in, in, in Rhode Island. So there, there aren't that many leads. You know, if you, if you have a martial arts gym in New York City, you definitely have your own challenges that I don't deal with. But generally, like population isn't one of them. Um, but, but for me, it really is. So we would collect a certain number of folks and maybe they'd get an autoresponder of emails that would drive them to an appointment and that would be nice. But a really big aha for me was that anybody who is either a prospect or a past customer um, could be reached out to systematically and spoken to in a specific way with what is often referred to as database marketing. So this is now something I'm you know, doing all over the place from software companies to whoever's kind of bringing us on board. But for, for my own martial arts gym and an e-commerce business, it was, okay, you know, we have all these parents that brought in their kid once in the last, let's say, three months. And if we send out an email that isn't like, hey, everybody – um, who's interested in martial arts, check out this thing that we, but if we just target those parents, last three months brought their kid in, you know, maybe it's only 30 of them, but we just send out something that says, hey, Susan, you know, I know you were here in the last couple months and yada, yada. You know, we recently started a Saturday class um, for some of our kids who were uh, having some trouble making it on the pure Tuesday, Thursdays. And what I, and, and we, have, uh, we have a total blast with our, with, the warm-ups and exercises that we started doing beforehand. Here's a short video of our last Saturday class. What I wanted to do is invite you back to bring your child back. If we could do a merge field, we could even merge in the child's name um, to hop in on a Saturday for free and just say hi again. I know it's been a little while, but I'd love to have you guys back. Even if things are busy, the weekend time makes it great. Boom. And we pop something out just to those 30 people. But the conversion rate on that to not only open, assuming we are working with good subject lines, which is its, its own science, um, but then also to conversion to phone and, and conversion to appointment is astronomically higher. So instead of saying these big fat blanket broadcast messages, all prospects get this, 
Um, we would say, okay, who are the past customers who were here because they wanted to be competitors? You know, the past MMA guys. Who are the, the people that brought in their kids in the last three months? Who are the folks that were looking to lose weight, um, you know, and, and showed up once, but maybe were a little intimidated or just didn't end up joining. But their main, their main motivation was, was weight loss. And we could segment our email list by these criteria that mattered to the actual people who are reading the messages and then send out instead of big fat messages that push people away, a lot of smaller ones that were more relevant, more personal, and ultimately drove a lot of old leads back in the door. And that was really the survival of our business. We would never have even approached 100 students in such a small town unless there was a ton of adequate, targeted database marketing, which of course scales just as big in the e-commerce business that we're growing now, scales just as big in the software companies that hire us now, but was a huge aha in a tiny, tiny town in Rhode Island. So Fire Nation, what I'm getting from this is the question, how can I be more personal in my business? How can I make people, my audience, Fire Nation, you, my listeners, how can I make you feel more special? You know, we do a weekly newsletter, Dan, where we do send, you know, to our very large email list, you know, something that we think is very relevant to really anybody on their entrepreneurial journey. But because People are all at different points in their journey. You know, we have to be at some levels fairly vague, fairly broad, fairly yeah. step back, you know, fairly, you know, the aerial view, so to speak, instead of like really right down there in the trees. And it just makes every sense in the world. And it's so obvious when you speak to that, you know, of how can I be personal and how can I make that person who received it, you know, know that it wasn't just sent to them, of course. I mean, that's probably not going to happen, but, you know, that it does speak to them and that they do. Do feel like it was, you know, just made for them, molded on some level for them. So that's so powerful. And that's what I'm getting out of this, Dan. What do you want Fire Nation to walk away with from this kind of light bulb that just struck you down? It is huge. I think that anybody out there is tuned in right now. You know, a startup often, and I wrote about this on on uh, on direct marketing news not all that long ago, but a startup often is focused on new leads because if you don't have any customers, then of course that's your job, right? But and new leads, you know, every lead that you have is a new lead when you're brand new. But six months later, when you have, you know, a huge bucket of past leads and the only people we're peddling and clawing for are the new ones, oftentimes if we're able to keep those people in a database and segment them, um, anybody, anybody with a business that's been around for three, six months, never mind six years, um, can and should uh, set up their business from the get-go to be able to categorize people as such, but dive back into that bucket and don't just send out the big monthly newsletter. Uh, you know, if, if you can help it, if you want to sell, don't just send out just the big monthly newsletter that kind of dumps stuff on them. But if at all possible, anyone and, and anyone can can segment, target, and tailor those messages to get literally twice as many opens. It'll take a little bit longer if you'll be writing a couple more emails. But here's the thing: if I'm getting you know a twenty percent click-through rate and I'm getting you know uh, one in 20 people that land on that page to set an appointment for sales, then, you know, if I get twice the number of opens, that's twice the appointments. And that matters to the bottom line, no matter what darn business you're in, e-commerce, whether you're selling on the phone, whether you're selling on a sales page, more opens and more clicks is more bucks, man. And that's, that's the, that's what email is about. So anybody can do the same thing. So Dan, you're a scrapper. You've been a scrapper for a long time. I consider myself a scrapper too. You know, we are just willing to keep taking shots until we connect, you know, both figuratively and literally. And, you know, You've had a lot of moments because of that that you would consider prideful moments, proud moments that you can look back and smile upon. And 
I want to take from all of those moments, you to choose one to say, John, this is my proudest entrepreneurial moment and share that with Fire Nation, Dan, right now. The most prideful stuff for me, John, is seeing the people around me when we're working at a furious pace, kind of be able to be brought up to that same level of enthusiasm. But but other than that, I, I personally, it, I, I'm, I don't recommend this to everybody listening. It, it just is what it is. I personally essentially celebrate nothing of my own uh, stuff. And I just, you know, I read a certain number of biographies and it doesn't happen. So that's just it for me. I'm reading some great books right now that are all about like that time frame. And it's just really inspiring to see, you know, how strategies that people used back then in war can literally be applied to the entrepreneurship journey today. So Fire Nation, you can get your inspiration from any number of areas. You just need to be filling your head with great content. And Dan, I want to bring things to present times because you have a lot of things going on. You're running a boutique firm right now in Massachusetts. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up today. The biggest thing is eventually getting into uh, seed investing. So I'm, I've got a, a TED Talk coming up on this topic and doing some stuff for TechCrunch and some other folks on kind of the intersection of technology and psychology. And for me, really the most motivating thing is... is uh, understanding the investment world, starting with some smaller investments in little software companies, and eventually getting myself uh, to a position to be able to invest in companies that I think will really be able to change the world. And, and so what I'm most enthused about now, although uh, it's not necessarily the email stuff I'm doing day to day, it's really where I'm working towards and what's ultimately most important to me and uh, you know, what, I'm, what I'm eventually building towards. So for me, the most souped up stuff is kind of the bigger picture changes in the world that I think it can act through, enact through uh, investment and, um, and working with startup companies in, in uh, the brain machine interface space of all things. You know, it really seems like that is such a great trajectory for so many of the great entrepreneurs who have made it. You know, they've got to success. And now, Dan, they're looking to move into significance. And that's kind of just a phrase that I've really loved, that going from success to significance. Like, okay, now you're successful, but now how do you want to be significant? What is your legacy going to be? How do you want to give back to this great world that allowed you to be so successful? And I so just fires me up too. And Dan, we're about to enter the lightning round. But oh, before no. we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Every business development process comes to an important moment, designing your company's logo. What do you want your logo to say about your business? This one element will become your corporate visual identity, so the design is important. Because so much marketing is done in the digital space today, logos have gotten much more complicated. Custom typefaces, dynamic color, and even animations have become standard. It's easy to give a logo any of a hundred different design tricks, but when you decide to put your logo on t-shirts and your staff softball team, it becomes legible. So how do you make sure your logo will work across all platforms? Using color in a logo is smart. It can help your logo be incredibly eye-catching, but an element that is often overlooked and must be considered is the single color logo. Can your logo be printed on a pencil in a single color? If you're looking for the right style for your logo, launch a design contest at 99designs. Logos start at just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 
As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. That's why it's important to utilize the online resources that can connect us with professionals that we need to get the job done. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you or your team get it done. TopTal offers an entire network of 1,000 developers who are in the top 3%. Everyone in the TopTal network has been rigorously tested by other established developers so you can rest assured that you'll be connected with a pro. You'll be using the same resource that Airbnb and Zendesk use to help get their projects done and ready to launch on time. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Dan, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I love it, man. Let's do this thing. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I became one, but I think what's really holding me back the most was lacking a single progressive plan or model to follow. I, I was really just completely hacking it. I knew I was hacking it and had nobody around me that was, that was you know, at any higher level. And that, that was probably the biggest barrier for me by a mile. What is the best advice, Dan, you've ever received? I was at a conference here in Cambridge not all that long ago with a number of uh, billion-dollar companies that had come out of uh, Boston, folks at uh, C-level folks from billion-dollar companies, and they said, um, if you want a billion-dollar business, you have to pick a big market, and you have to have the right team. And they had pulled these guys, and those were the two biggest insights, not product, not you know, timing, but it was big market, right team. Dan, share one of your personal habits that you believe contribute to your success. I think if there's anything that, that I think is motivating, I think it's uh, biography and being able to anchor ourselves uh, to, to real examples of what hardship and hard work are. And if there's anything that I think drives me and moves me in an inspiring way, it is that. So Plutarch, people. Dan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I sure do, man. Um, I sure do. Uh, Boomerang for Gmail. I think I pay four bucks a month for that. I would pay 400 bucks a month just to not (laughs) have to set reminders to email people back. But if I'm emailing an editor or somebody else and and just have a reminder to to hit them back up or or know that I reach out to them, that is worth so much to me in time. Four bucks a month. Boomerang, greatest freaking invention on the internet as far as I'm concerned. And what's so amazing too is that it gets you out of the mindset of having kind of inbox texting, so to speak, because when you're sitting in your inbox and someone emails you and you get that email right away and then you respond back, that person's like, oh, they just responded right back. I'm going to go ahead and respond right back again. So even if I'm sitting in my inbox and I get a great email, I always hit the deliver tomorrow afternoon button. (laughs) And so 24 (laughs) to 36 hours later, that email will go out and I'm positive about that, but it will tell the person that, listen, I got your email, I'm responding, but it took me 36 hours to respond. So, you know, I'm not opening a conversation up with you right now. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about at eofire.com. Just type Daniel in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Dan, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Plutarch's Heroes and particularly The Life of Brutus. So Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. 
com. And Dan, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, All but right. it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Oh, man, if, if I needed to scrap and I needed to get some bucks and I was on this phony Earth, you know what I think I'd do is I'd, I'd get myself a GetResponse account and uh, I'd find I'd find some good B two B leads some way by really hacking it up and talking to people and, and finding a way to get an access to a database and uh, and and I'd likely sell software whether my own or or someone else. I guess I'd have to start with somebody else's if I was starting completely from scratch. But if I if I had to to get it going in one week, um, I'd be I'd be hopping right on email, my man. Just <laughs> my, my modus operandi. I'd, I'd have to rely on my strengths in that situation. Dan's mo. And Dan, let's literally end this interview on fire with you sharing sure. one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. If anybody's into the the email marketing side of things, or really understanding return on investment for email marketing, clvboost.com is my site. So CLV stands for customer lifetime value. So I'm all about kind of raising customer lifetime value. We got a white paper on there that kind of goes into uh, five of our top strategies for that database marketing side of stuff, as well as autoresponders. Anybody can download right on clvboost.com. And that's the best way to get in touch with me too. I'm Dan at CLV Boost, especially if you say, you know, you heard about me through John's show, just Dan at clvboost.com. More than happy to catch up with anybody. Awesome. And that parting final piece of of guidance. Anchor yourself in, in what you hold most highest and aim to exemplify that as much as possible. I think if entrepreneurship can be representative of anything, why not be representative of that? And if it can draw as much out of us as possible, is there anything that can do that quite as well is exactly what I've articulated. Your Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Dan, myself, and Plutarch today. So keep yeah, up buddy. the heat. And Fire Nation, go to eofire.com. Just type Dan in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Dan, thank you, my friend, for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, brother. Fire Nation, podcasting has given me the freedom to live life on my own terms. Join Kate and I on our free podcast workshop and we'll spark your passion. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite.